Sonic Boom, and hello. You found the X. You're listening to episode 5 of X Button Radio, a weekly gaming podcast where a few friends get together to talk all things gaming. I'm Damon Vitieri, and I'm joined by Jeremy Orlando. That is one big pile of shit. And Danny Spider-Man Morales. Henshin a go-go, baby. Love it. I love it. You guys, it's like we got the intro now. Like, you know, you kind of know what to expect. You know, it's good flow. I like it. I like it a lot. So, boy, we've got some things to talk about. Last of Us is out, and we're going to jump right into that because I think that's what everybody wants to hear, and that has been the lightning rod for the past few days and really probably the the, the last week since the the review embargo lifted. Um, So we're going to not get into spoiler talk here. Uh, Danny hasn't played it yet. He's waiting for... Yeah, just to clarify... I'm waiting for the PS7 to come out so I can get it at, um, you know, the... The double rematch. The double rematch. Yeah. And then maybe it'll actually review well. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I want to know what all the stipulation is with these it getting review bombed and everything. I know it has to do with the ending, but that's Well, we'll that's get insane. into it. I think we'll, we're going to definitely cover the, the what's been going on outside of the actual game itself because that yeah. almost is just as interesting to me um so uh i'm just about 12 hours into it now jeremy how far are you i'm probably closer to 20 at this point yeah so you've been doing some oh wow work so we're gonna keep this very general no spoilers of course but uh jay man you, you've played more than i have so what are your what are your thoughts um, I love this game more than words can say, but my biggest thing is that it doesn't feel like a video game. It it feels like watching uh, a movie or watching an entire season of a show on HBO, which is really convenient because there's one coming out next year. Yeah, uh, so excited I, for that. The, the level of engagement that this game hits is is crazy. Uh, just just from just from character interactions to conversations that that you can continue or choose not to continue um, and and what you do in the world itself just like there there's so many times that I just put the controller down to enjoy a cinematic and the cinematic ends and the gameplay starts but the characters are still talking and you don't realize that it's now gameplay which is mm. is just so good so good. Um, yeah. and it also has my, my single favorite thing in a video game ever now, which I think Damon, you sent me a picture of it earlier. So I know you've experienced it. I have, I have, yeah. can, can, can confirm it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> and we'll, we'll probably once, once Danny plays, we'll definitely do like a spoiler cast kind I, of thing. Yeah. I think, I think it would just be cathartic at this point because, um, I am just emotionally drained from playing it this weekend, and it, it it takes it takes a lot out of you to get through this game. There is there is some things that happen in this game um, that not two hours ago I had just done that really was a smack of like, oh okay, I I kind of don't want to play you for the rest of the day. Going to put the controller down, taking a break. It's traumatic. Yeah. It's it's heavy. It's yep. heavy. Like that's the 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 word that keeps coming back because 
you know, obviously I knew we were going to be talking about it and I was trying to play as much as I as I could. But, you know, when you try to put into words what this game is and obviously it means so many things to so many different people, which is why there's been so much going on with the review bombs and Twitter arguments and all this stuff. But to me, it's just heavy. Heavy is the word. The 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 love in this game is heavy. The violence in this game is heavy. The emotions in this game is is heavy. Everything and it's all feels earned. Yes, everything feels like it's earned. Nothing feels cheap. Nothing feels video gamey. Everything feels and immersion is such an overused term in this industry, but it really is. It takes over like at least when I play it, the emotions that I have playing this game are really unlike anything I've I've ever experienced besides maybe the original seven years ago now and I can't really remember how I was feeling then I mean man that's almost 10 years you know it's a you're a different person but um the weight of this game is what I think makes it so special on top of the level of polish because you will not find a game with better animations better cutscenes, better voice acting better acting in general with motion capture. Um, everything just feels so, so real that like Jeremy, you said it perfectly. Like I can't tell you how many times I put the controller down and just like watch it. And I mean, there was a scene that it was kind of like a set piece, I guess. And I'm literally, and I never do this when I game, I'm literally screaming in my room like, Oh, Oh my God. What? What? Like, yeah, I don't have that. I don't do that. I, I don't do that when I when I play games. That's happened so, to me a few times. Yeah, like I'm audibly gasping. I've teared up a few times. Like there are, there's just something about this that is so special. Whether you disagree with whatever direction they took with this new game, you know, with with, with the sequel, you can't deny the fact that it, it it's just got a level of polish that you do not see. Um, the best way I can describe it is any other game that's a third person, you know, action adventure kind of game, but thir- just third person perspective in general. Usually you can turn the camera around your character, right? So you can look at them mm-hmm. from, from the front. You never can do that in The Last of Us. When you try to rotate the camera around your your character, um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Ellie's, a ca- you know, who you're playing as mostly. Um your she backs up like like in a natural way like they spent so much time animating this one little simple thing where when you just like it just is natural movement like if you were walking around and you needed to back up that's how you would back up in in real life like you would you know just the the way she shifts her weight and everything where most games you may have a few frames where the character kind of like whips around or just turns around and it feels kind of gamey this never feels like that. And, like, it's that level of polish across everything that they do. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I just, like, it is, it is, it is like, like, just this deep dive into this, this world that is horrifying and beautiful at the same time. It's, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to both survive and, and live the best life you can. And, and there's just, there are so many scenes. And again, I'm only, 
from what I can tell, I saw IGN put something up where they said five of their editors finished the game, and I think they finished it between 25 and 40-something hours. Each, yeah, each, so, that's, so depend- that's been the number that I'm seeing, 25, 30 hours minimum. Mm-hmm. And the whole time you're you're playing this game like I, and, and again i'm 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 maybe i might be a third of the way through it to halfway through it and i've already had like five or six moments that just hit me in 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 such you know in such a a, a beautiful way whether i was disgusted whether i was you know emotional because of the the relationships it's just you you earn every scene and there's just there's no there's no fat on this game. There, there's nothing that feels like a waste of time. Everything. I mean, you know, you go through you go through a town and you're picking up, you know, the, the collectibles and stuff tell these side stories in such an organic way that, yeah. you know, you stumble across it. And it doesn't matter what order you like you put you put the pieces together in your mind and you're just like, that was a whole nother game that just happened that, you know. But but happened in 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 handwritten notes, scribbled notes. You know, like that's how good the the writing is, in, in my opinion. So I just, yeah, it's it's really an an incredible, incredible experience. Um, Can I ask a question, yeah. gameplay wise? Because that's my focus on it. Um, how are the open areas? They're not honestly. It's 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 a it's a fairly linear game. To be perfectly honest with you, they just hide it really well. Um, they like really, really well. Uh, so, so you may walk into an area, but it's a staged. It's essentially like walking onto like a movie set. There are some rooms that mm-hmm. are there, that are accessible because there's something in there for you to find. Um, but most of them are, are are boarded up. But they do such a good job of giving you the illusion that you're in this completely open world. That you don't even think that, oh, I can't go over that ridge or I can't go through that door. I could if there just wasn't that big pile of crap in the way. Okay. So it's not invisible wall heavy. No, it's just, not at all. It keeps no, you away from what you can is, get to. Everything is, is very natural. Yes. Like the, yeah, yeah, you do a really great. nice job of directing the player to whether it's street signs or whether it's light. Like you'll be in a densely wooded area and it'll be like, how the how the hell am I going to know where to go? And like, you know, the God rays will be coming down and it'll kind of point you in the direction, you know, general video game rules follow the light. Right. So that's, um, that's kind of, you know, the way that, 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 uh, they've got it set up in this game too. And it's think of it as like arenas, Danny, like every you're moving through arenas, whether they're combat arenas or exploring arenas, that's kind of the way they're set up. Um, and you know, you, you kind of have a feeling that you know when you're going to get to the next point. So you like, so like I'll make sure that I hit every building before I get to, you know, what I, what I perceive as the door into the next arena, whether that's a staircase or a certain building, they do really nice job of, of, you know, displaying it to the player and communicating it to the player that, you know, okay, this is probably going to be like a doorway of no return kind of thing. Um, So I think they do a nice job with that. Uh, the the gameplay itself, um, it it is similar to the first game. It's definitely refined. It's definitely smoother. I remember did I had a lot more on problems it? with the first game than I did than I did this one for sure. Um, but 
it's definitely not the strongest point. Not that it's bad, but I in my I, I believe the narrative and the visuals are the strongest point, not the not the not the gameplay. Yeah, I feel like their control scheme is a little a little wonky. It's not as intuitive as it could be, but that's not to say that it is bad in any way, shape, or form. Um, and a lot of it, a lot of this is coming from me also switching between this, you know, going right from Horizon into this, and having with you know Horizon's control scheme fresh in my mind. And a lot of environments are kind of the same, but there there's there's a lot to be there's a lot to be desired from what they do with the controls in my opinion i agree it's it's funny it's still 12 division. like 12 hours in and look i'm not like i play games you know in ge- like generally i'll play them on hard mode i'll play, like i'm i'm not yeah, like right you know some that. guy like uh, and i'm i started on normal and that's where i've been at but i'll be there there'll be times where i'm in the thick of it and like i can't remember how to quickly get to what i want to do which i think is part of it because it's like that survival horror kind of feel you shouldn't be able to just quickly get in and out of situations you have to think your way through it so i think that's by design that's what i said i thought i think it might have been a conscious decision on their part yeah for sure it's slower and 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 as you progress and as you level your characters up like you get faster with things better with things so it's yeah. definitely a, a a decision that they made intentionally um and that that kind of dovetails into one of the other things i think is it, it very very impressive is the way that the ai reacts the enemy behavior feels so real like they hide so many of the of the strings in this game like Everything feels so real. Like the, the the AI on the enemies never feels cheap. It feels like if I walked into an open field with a couple of beat up cars and I shot somebody and they had their friends with them, that's probably how their friends would react. They'd they'd flank me, they'd, you know, come up behind me. They it, it's very like they're not stupid. They are not stupid. And yeah. I love that. I love that about about the the the, the, the combat. The 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 Feeling of shooting an enemy isn't like the greatest in the world. There are much better, you know, throwing the Leviathan axe with with Kratos, swinging with Spider Man. Like those feel much better than the gunplay in The Last of Us. But I don't think that was ever really the focus. I think they were they were looking they they let the world do the talking for them. And I think in that sense they really really succeeded. I mean, Naughty Dog is just. I mean, whether it's because they're they get so much money from Sony and they get all the time in the world, or what it doesn't matter. The team is talented and they have the budget to create something that you just comes along. You know, I probably the last the last game I've played that had this kind of production to it was probably God of War, and I think God of War put more focus on the gameplay. This puts more focus on the narrative. So if you're you know, so if you really buy into that world. You're just, you know, you're going to be in, in just having such a great time with this. I'm curious because because you, I, I think you and I are both playing with the same control scheme. Did you put any of the assists on? Like, I know there's like snap to snap to enemy assists and cursor uh, lock on. No, no, okay. I didn't. I didn't do any of the accessibility stuff. Which yeah, I I skipped it all, and I'm so curious if that stuff is put in there just to get around the fact that. 
so much of this game isn't like precision wise with the control scheme and with the gunplay and that stuff was just added to you know deal with it easily yeah i mean the the accessibility stuff they have in there is just i've i've never seen anything like it i've never i went in there and just kind of messed around because i was actually i wanted to see if my dog would react if like i put certain like certain visual filters on for the you know for the the accessibility stuff for like if you're colorblind if you're if you're partially blind you know they have so many different things and and yeah like he was kind of like oh i can see that you know it it was weird but um, I know like people are people are going into rooms, clearing out arenas and then switching to that because the it makes the collectibles appear a different color. So you can see where they are really easily. Oh, so that, from a cool. from a guide perspective, it's like is probably so, so simple and so easy. But no, I haven't put any of that on because it's going to sound like purist or whatever. But I really want my first playthrough. To, uh, to, I want as the player, I want it to feel just as difficult as what the characters are going through. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, did you say first playthrough? Yeah, I'm going to play it a couple of times. You think? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Don't I, yeah. I don't I think am. I can do this again. I am. I am. I I'm really, definitely. I you got to get that platinum. <gasps> God. Now, the first... Look, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. When I played The Last of Us, I played it the one time. I was floored, and I never went back to it. Really? Not once. I never went back to it. I loved the game so much, but it just had this like emotional weight to it that I didn't want to go back to. And I think yeah, this time, because I've been prepared for it for so long, um, I, I knew what to expect. So I'm a little bit more like I know like, oh, you know, don't get attached to things, Damon, when you play this game. Don't buy in. Just 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 take it all in, but try not to get attached to anything. Because you know, you just know what's gonna. If if you've played the first one, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen, or at least have an idea. So, you know, and they do a lot of swerves and stuff too, which is cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I cannot wait to talk about the story with with you guys because man, there's so many things I want to talk about. But like, this is probably. I mean, I want to finish it and then really digest it, chew on it, and and you think about all the different things happening, but. This is absolutely up there in the top three for the PS4 pr- and, and probably going to be up there as like the best. Like it's going to be real fun in like five years to to revisit this and say like, OK, what's the definitive PS4 game, God of War or Last of Us Part Two? Like I, I can't wait to see how history is going to remember this, because right now, you know, it's just it's in hype mode still. You know, I mean, people are just getting their hands on it now. And, you know, I want to see what kind of legs this game is going to have in, in a few years and how people remember it, because what a swan song for the generation. I mean, I couldn't be happier with it. Well, I would honestly imagine the fact that the original game seven years on is still so highly regarded that the sequel, which (laughs) is clearly still uh, as high quality as, as the first game, if not higher quality. Oh yeah. I think it's, I think it's, Oh yeah. I think I think it's going to stay there forever. Like this, this is one of those games that that is going to be like you, you know, you, you say a swan song of the, of the generation, and it might just be the pinnacle of the generation at this point. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and and in a in, in the last twelve months, we've had some great games with some horrible horrible map systems. 
And I have to say that the map system in this game, and it's not it's not a persistent map, so it's not like something that you're going to have forever, but it's one, you get into one section and you get a map, and basically you create the map as you go and as you uncover information and then kind of like cross off things as you as you go and explore buildings and things it's such an intuitive way to do it and it's it's brilliant i love it i love it so much it is amazing how much they tell you with this world and they do it without a mini map Mm -hmm. which is just phenomenal to me how are those side narratives I mean, I really don't want to. Yeah, like, I think a lot they, of the. I just like quality-wise, like you know, do any of them have a fulfilling end to them? You know what I mean? Not specifically that, but it, were they worth their time? Were they worth they, your time? I can't even say anything to you. Like I, I <laughs> I'm trying to just tiptoe around around a lot of things. I don't necessarily think it's what you think it is. Okay. I will tell you. I will tell you this. There is so far nothing that I have done in this game that I thought was a waste of time that I thought should have been cut. Yeah. Everything okay. that I have done in this game has had value. Has added something to whether it be the story, the atmosphere, um, the situation you're in specifically. I, like, like, there's been nothing that I was just like, well, why is that there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since one. since this is. You know, a Bioshock podcast because we talk about it every 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 episode. It seems like I haven't We're had a it. game fill out the world in an organic way and and feel so alive since Bioshock and Rapture and the Audio Diaries. Like you know how that it's not it's not hey on my map there's a flashing dot and I should go check out this side quest and you know learn about whatever it it it, it told you things. Visually, it told you things through the collectibles and through through the lore that you would just uncover naturally and never felt mm-hmm. like a video game. It's the same thing here, but to today's standards, to modern standards, where everything is just again, it's all earned, man. Nothing feels cheap. Nothing feels gamey about this game. That's the best way okay. I can describe like any kind of content coming from, whether it's the main story, whether it's side stuff, whatever it is, it all feels so real, so authentic. Okay. So, right. Jeremy, you got any last That's thoughts all. before we get into the 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 external factors that are spinning around this game? Uh, yes, but nothing that uh, I can't spoil for people. So. Uh, I'm going to save everything else I have for a spoiler cast at, in the not too distant future. Yeah. And Jeremy, maybe when you and I finish it, since Danny's going to wait until the PS5 and you know the inevitable updated patch and all that stuff, like maybe you and I can do like a side episode kind of thing where we can do the spoiler cast and then yeah, I then... like basically just record a phone call between the two of us as, <laughs> as we're driving cross yeah. state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> do you believe it? Okay, so let's get into. Um, the, 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 the zeitgeist stuff now. And, and and I want to talk about the, the review bombing going on on Metacritic. So, so right now the game, as far as critics are concerned, and I pulled this up this as of, as of this morning. So the 21st, so the numbers are probably different already, but, um, critically out of 94 reviews, 
Last of Us Part Two is tracking a 95 on Metacritic. That's its meta score. Super high. I mean, iGen gave it a 10. Game Informer gave it a 10. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know masterpieces being thrown and, out there. And for it to be a 95 on Metacritic is is incredibly impactful. Yeah, yeah. Now the user score with 37,941 ratings. It's at a 3.6. Review bomb. 3.6. So everybody that doesn't like the way the story played out or whatever the case is, is is getting, you know, all 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 tilted. They're doing the the typical internet mob nonsense of review bombing uh, the game and. You know, the I've seen a lot of comparisons. I've seen a lot of people using Star Wars recently as a as a comparison. And here's where I think the difference is. You had people who didn't like The Last Jedi and they review bombed and they did the whole thing and everybody was like, you know, everybody that did that liked Last Jedi was saying, well, you didn't, you know, you didn't like the way the story went, so so you, you know, it, it wasn't exactly what you wanted, so you're you're downvoting it, you're thinking it's trash, all that stuff. Or, or you're a misogynist, and they right, you're a misogynist, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Whoa. the problem here's where I think the problem lies with this comparison: The Last Jedi was written and directed by a completely different group of people than The Force Awakens. It was a very clear change, you know, 180-degree turn from the trajectory that the Episode 7 laid out. And then you get to Episode 8, and it's a different vision, a different tone, different themes, all of that stuff. Okay? so You can tell I just can, from the marketing. Yeah, well, everything, yeah. and But so for me— the reason why I don't think that the comparison is valid is because The Last of Us Part Two is the same team that did the first game. It's the same vision. It's the same tone. It's it's the direction that the creators of this world wanted to take it, not somebody who wants to put their 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 take on something that already exists. And that's very different. It's similar in the sense that the fandoms, the fans get so rabbit over this stuff that it's like you're flying too close to the sun and eventually you're going to melt your wings like you you are such a fan that you become you know you'll, you'll live long enough to see yourself become the villain kind of thing i mean that's yeah what i think is happening right now the scary thing about what i'm seeing in the last of us part two is that i don't see any difference in the tone and the direction of this game versus the first game. the So what I'm sensing is that it's more of a societal issue with some of the things that are, that's that some of the things happening in this game. And that's what upsets me about it. And, and from everything that I've seen on the internet cesspool known as Twitter those are kind of the comments I'm seeing. A lot of, you know, the SJW snowflake crap, like all that stuff. And that's where I get I get bent out of shape. Because it's like, if you don't like the way the, the story went, that's fine. But don't act like, you know, like like a, like a, like a crazy person with this stuff. Because, I mean, it's just like, am I wrong? Like, Jeremy, is that how you read this? Because that's how I see it. I, I well, 
so you you brought this up, and I I, I think we talked about this yesterday, uh, and I because I was completely unaware. I've been so I've been so turned off to the internet to try to avoid any kind of spoilers for the game that you brought this up. So I did a little I did a little Google foo just to see what like just like a cursory overview of what was going on, and like it, it, to to me it it makes no sense. It doesn't. Um, it it it's it's one thing to hate the story, but I feel like that's not what is being fought here. Um, and and again, I don't I don't know what the goal is in review bombing this. Part of it just feels like it's it's a response to there's no way that this game is that good. There's like you know like that kind of mentality. I. I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really explain it without without spoiling things. But I just think it's it's just people don't didn't want it to go this direction, and it went this direction, and they're all they're just they're they're just they're tilted now because of it. Yeah, and sometimes and it, things it don't gains, go your way. Yeah, exactly, and it gains a lot of steam when you know again in the internet mob, which yeah, is yeah, mob mentality. I mean, you can't post a video on YouTube about last of us part two without just getting downvote bombed like it's just insanity to me and it's like you this game was revered so the first game was revered so highly it was like the the auteur version of you know uh for 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 video games it was you know the the oscar winning like the true like if you were gonna put a video game up there as a piece of art this would be one you know this would be part of that portfolio right that you'd bring to a museum for you know arguing that, that video games are art. I don't get how we could be in 2020 and having this insane... Like, it really gives me no hope for society because I don't think it has anything to do with the story. No, just people are upset and lash out. And it's really easy to lash out on the internet. You know what I yeah. mean? Especially everybody being home. So all that well, pent aggression that, that doesn't help either. That- one of the characters was a transgendered person because she was muscular. Like, why? Oh, that's, wow. Really? That's yeah. what they're, wow. Yeah. See, that's huh? what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, they, like, and it's, it really sucks that it's like messing with the message that way because you get to a certain part. Cause, you know, obviously, I mean, this is no spoiler. Uh, a chunk of the game takes place in Seattle. They said that during the state of play. And yeah. Seattle's a very progressive, very liberal city. And you get to one point where a there's a lot of right now, a lot of rainbow flags and everything by this building. And I'm like, and I and my first thought is not, oh, that's that's great to see, or even like no reaction at all, which is normally how I would how I would take it. Like it's a very normal thing. Um, instead, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's probably gonna get you know some 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 ire from some people why are you putting this in my game kind of thing it's so it's so pathetic so that, can, I, that, can i tell you i actually like to to the extent of what you were saying not just that but i found myself doing it because when i was trying to explain to my wife who um uh, uh who the washington uh uh the liberation Russian front, front is 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 like like I'm trying to explain who they are, and I basically looked at it and I'm, I'm just like, um, they're anti-maskers when it comes to coronavirus. Yeah. And I was like, and as soon as I said it, I'm like, 
yeah okay so and and just dropping that in this whole political climate debacle is gonna just fuel more more fires like and 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 i realized like that's that's probably where a lot of this is stemming from you know like i said it's like nothing has to do with the story it has to do with with all of these representation yes and 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 people are just like like don't put this lesbian girl in my game this lesbian girl was in your game before dude do you care like did you play the first one or are you just bitching because you want to bitch and that's what's happening that, yeah, I think, you know, I think, well, I think it's, it's, it's you've got a you've got fans and people in general that are so primed for argument right now because of yeah. the way that 2020 has gone <laughs> that this is just like I said before, it's a lightning rod and you're getting a lot of this crazy stuff. And again, that's what makes me so sad that this is the conversation around the game, not. What not? Wow! Can you believe that this is what happened, or that's what happened? And you can have a you know how many times do you watch a movie with your friends? I mean, Jeremy, Jesus! I mean, we've we've had this conversation hundreds of times where we will disagree with the plot of a movie, but we'll both agree the movie was great or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like you can you can have a, a a normal conversation and disagree with where the plot goes, but accept what it is, and that's not the problem here. The problem is that people feel personally attacked because you've got groups included in the game now like i'm sorry but this is this is society now like you you gotta you gotta get over it and it's like this last like i don't know maybe this is the hill that all these people are gonna die on but i mean i don't understand at all how you could be that if you're that angry about about what's included in this game seek help and talk to someone because there's a lot going on there it has nothing to do with, with with the content of this game it's what's going on in your head yeah. Yep. It's so. it's it's strong. It's a it's just one giant straw man argument. It is. It is. Um. So I want to jump to another thing, and then I promise we'll move off of The Last of Us. So, right when the review embargo lifted, a lot. I mean, it was like midnight. Everybody was promoting. Hey, our review hits twelve oh one. I think it was June twelfth. So we're talking. You know, it's been it, this stuff's been out there for a little over a week now, and. The thing that I could not stop reading, and it got so bad that it it ended up having Neil Druckmann and Corey Barlog, who, the director of Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two, and Corey Barlog, who directed God, uh, God of War and wrote God of War, um, they even jumped into this. So Jeff Kanata, you probably know him from the Slash Film podcast. He's on DLC. He's doing Dungeon Run with on IGN now. He's a he's a, an internet personality. Very very passionate guy. And Jason Schreier, who we talk about all the time, he is he is the games journalist. He, you know, worked for Kotaku for many years. Now he's with Bloomberg. Well, they got into this huge argument on Twitter, and I thought it would be really interesting to talk about the just get your get your guys like thoughts on this. Not not the specifics of the argument, but I think more the the bigger picture stuff. So I want to just if if you know for for those listening who, who don't know what went on. Jeff Kanata tweeted after after he finished The Last of Us and the, and the embargo broke. He said, in a medium where everything is John Wick, The Last of Us Part Two is Schindler's List. And just like that film, there were times when I wasn't sure I could keep going. It is a relentless emotional assault that I suspect will force even the most jaded gamer to feel empathy. So okay? I wish, and that I wish was, was part right. of his... I'm sorry? I said, I wish he was right about the empathy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so well. that was a that was a five part that was part two of a five part tweet where he just gave his general thoughts. Jason Schreier comes, uh, screen grabs what what he said and said hyperbole is fun and all, but if you're thinking about comparing the new zombie video game to a movie about the Holocaust, maybe hit the brakes. And from there, the argument that Jeff Kanata made was, I am not talking about content here. I obviously know that a zombie video game is not the same thing as the genocide of people that, that actually happened. He's like, that is not the comparison I'm trying to make. I'm trying to compare the way I feel watching a difficult piece of art compared to the way I feel being entertained by art which is where he was going with John Wick is kind of a popcorn flick, a summer action movie kind of thing where Schindler's List is very much something that is revered, that is respected because of the content. And there's a lot of emotional weight behind that, that film. And I just, I'm not going to read everything that went back and forth, but basically the argument was Jason Schreier was trying to say like, look, you know, don't come at me with this Holocaust stuff. You, you need to respect it a little bit more and you need to be smarter about how you're, you know, don't just throw that around. And I don't know. I didn't take it that way at all. I totally understood what Jeff was saying. But yeah. it just spawned this whole thing. So that being said, my question for you guys, what do you think about comparing the feelings you experience when playing a game or watching a movie as art versus the content and where do you land on this argument? You know, was Jason Schreier, right? Was Jeff Kanata, right? You, you know, kind of land in the middle. So take it away. Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, so for me, uh, Schreier, Schreier one oversimplified what the last of us is. Um, because just to call it the new zombie game, zombies factor so little, into what this game is, honestly. Yeah. It's just such a character-driven piece. And I think, like, when I read Kanata's tweet, that is 100% what I got, that it was, it's not, it's not, you're not comparing the, the content of the piece, which is post-apocalyptic versus historical drama. Um, he was comparing the emotions and the quality of what you were, of, of the piece of entertainment john wick is this is this quick fun popcorn action movie and schindler's list is this slow methodical character drama that while yes is a is a is documenting a horrible piece of history is meant to evoke a certain level of quality in film you know if you say schindler's list so many people just understand the reference that you're making in terms of, of, of where it ranks on quality. So I think that's where he was going with that. And and I think Schreier just... just I, I don't know what his thoughts on are on The Last of Us, but there's probably a certain level of him just having, having praise fatigue for this game and decided to take it out on Kanata, in, in my opinion. I think Schreier is completely in the wrong... Yeah. In all reality, I understand where, where Jeff was coming from. Sometimes things have emotional weight. And yes, the medium is new and probably not as respected as it should be as far as a, a way of translating art. But they give you emotions. It doesn't matter if it is 
Schindler's List or The Last of Us Part 2 or many other emotional games that have welled me up. It, 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 it doesn't matter. You get connected to a character. You don't want things to happen to him. And um, I don't think the emotions in, in, that get brought up from a video game should be taken f- for granted as much as a, a movie. Because it's not a comparison to the Holocaust. It's a comparison of a tale. Yes, it's a true story. But it's, I don't know. I guess. No, look, you guys both make like very, very valid points. You know, I'm, I'm more of the mindset that I feel like, especially after he got the job at Bloomberg, uh, Jason Schreier feels like he's the video game police. You know, he works on so much with with crunch culture. And I think that his I think he needs to I think he needs to take a step back a little bit. He is not the the he voice needs to pump the brakes. Yeah, he's not the voice of credit, the sole voice of criticism for this industry, whether he's, you know, because now he's basically decided to not attack, but 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 try to um, get them canceled. No, no, it's not even no, no, it's not even canceled. It's um, and I'm talking more. I'm not talking about the games themselves. I'm talking about people who are criticizing the games. It's like he now that he works for Bloomberg, I guess, feels like his he's the authority and his opinion is more valid than somebody else's. Like he didn't even and, and, and the crazy thing is like he knows, I guess, Jeff from from, you know, just just being in the industry. And it's like instead of taking that, if you genuinely felt that way. Shoot you him a text. would take that conversation on the side and you would feel him out and you would have an adult conversation. You wouldn't just smear him on Twitter and then move on and get your mob all 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 hyped up here to go and, and attack Jeff. Like to me, that's your your heart's not in the right place there. You just want to be the moral high ground. And and I think his his ego has grown a little too big right now. And um, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll read what, what went on after that. So Neil Druckmann jumps in okay, and says to Jason on Twitter, with all due respect, I find these kind of ironic jokes to be unproductive at best. We can do better with critical discourse, especially by those of us with thousands of followers and especially about s- sensitive subject matter. And Jason responds, hey, Neil, this is weirdly personal. Still not sure why you feel the need to go after me multiple times for expressing that I felt an analogy was tacky. I sure hope it's not related to my recent reporting on your studio. Be well and best of luck on the launch. Sounds like high school. So then Corey Barlog comes in and sa- uh, uh, comes in and says, Tweets are difficult to interpret nuance, but I have to say that lately you come across as a bit of a bully, Jason. I get that your bread and butter is tearing us down, but not everything is about your book or articles. Sometimes it's just about being decent to each other. Heart. Yeah, they came and they brought the fire. And Jason Schreier responds to both of them and says, Wow, Corey, if by quote-unquote us you mean quote-unquote, people who facilitate the overwork and exploitation of labor, then sure, I'd be proud to say my bread and butter is tearing you down. If by, quote-unquote, us, you mean, quote-unquote, game developers, then that's nonsense, and we both know it. So Corey responds back, fixing exploitation and labor inequalities is something I absolutely agree with. I say you follow that story wherever it leads, (coughs) the industry or even your own, to be the voice for change. Tell the whole story. I get professional distance, but lately you come across as mean. 
and Jason Schreier then a couple of, couple of days after that, or a couple of hours, I think. It was later on in the day. Just out of nowhere, just, 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 I guess out of nowhere decides to tweet, a few years ago when I was reporting on a story about a game studio, someone sent me a panicked message. Turns out the GM had told staff he had a friend at Kotaku who would tell him the names of anyone who spoke to me. People in power will do a lot to avoid uncomfortable truths. So he's blackmailing him now. There's a lot of there's There's so much to unpack, dude. There's so much. And I know this is like inside baseball. This is more covering the industry, not the games. And if you're not into this stuff, I get it. Like, you know, skip ahead another 10 minutes or so. It's fine. I won't be upset. Um, But this is so interesting to me because, you know, you've got uh, there's just there's so there's so much here. There's so much here. But. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that that it's it's become this thing where, you know, because you're reporting on 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 something, you feel like you're the you're you're just you're like almost, you know, untouchable. And, and he, you know, to me, I just I, I felt disgusted reading reading Jason Schreier's tweets and, and he's great at his job. He's an exceptional journalist, but I don't think he's a very good person. And I'll yeah, say that on air. I don't, I don't think care. most of them are. Yeah, so. I, I I think I'll have to agree with that. I think he he is just I I don't know where he was going with this. He's you getting know, a big it, head. It, yeah, it went down such a such a loaded path with him, you know. So. Yep, and everybody who mentioned that he worked for Bloomberg, who has had you know a history of uh, you know anybody who mentioned that he worked for Bloomberg got blocked. That, yeah. that he works for Bloomberg. Like, he's taking a stance on labor and he works for Bloomberg. They got blocked. So, you know, glass house as much? Yeah. That's my problem. And the last thing that really kind of annoyed me about this, and I, this is where I wanted to what I wanted to ask you guys, the reason for this whole dissertation, besides the fact that I thought it was interesting that Corey and Neil both jumped in on this, do you feel that games journalists are outside of the industry? Or do you feel that because so many of them have YouTube channels now and podcasts, are they not, is games media not part of the games industry as a whole? I don't believe so. Not anymore. No, Um, I wouldn't say that either. There was a time where you would see um, a games journalist actually leave journalism to become like to go into the games industry, like they would go in and become and and work at studios. That's you know, still just, happening. That's still happening on a regular basis. Right, but but what I'm saying is like like that like you don't see somebody who is a movie critic really going and and making movies all that much. And if they are, then they're clearly shifting. Like they're they're no longer a journalist anymore. Now they're in that industry now they're in the movie industry so if that if if that's the case then yeah then then game games journalists are not part of the games industry i think that's what i was trying to say no 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 but they're still part of the journalism industry yeah yeah they're journalists at that point Mm. so would you would you Say like uh, maybe that's not a good example. I was gonna say like, do you do you think Greg Miller is not in the industry because he's he reports on the news daily on his on kind of funny you know kind of funny yeah. games daily. 
Yeah. I know he's a personality, but like he reviews games. He has shows that are sponsored that talk about, you know, the, the reviewing of a game, uh, you know, is he not like, like that's where could, because the, the whole reason why I say this is because Schreier tries to distance himself from the industry so much with his reporting and he even said it on Twitter. But then at the same time, like you have a podcast where, you know, you are getting paid probably not a whole lot, but you're getting paid mm. to talk about games critically. And, but is that not like part of like gaming media? Isn't gaming media a subsection of the games industry as a whole? Mm. I don't know. Weird? I don't know. Something to just think about. I mean, that's just kind of what I was. So anyway, all of this is to say that the last of us has certainly gotten a lot of last of us. Part two has certainly gotten a lot of, People riled up for different ways, whether they love it, hate it, etc. Um, so I just thought that was an interesting thing to kind of look at, and 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 some stuff to explore. Uh, you know that that's been going on for for the better part of of uh, a week and a half now. So, you guys have any final thoughts on on Last of Us Part Two before we move on to current events? Can't wait to see it in 4K. Get a PlayStation 4 Pro, man. You don't have to wait until the five. Nah, we're good. I'll wait. It's okay. I'm a patient person. Jay, anything else? Nope. I already said my piece. Until, until the spoiler cast. Perfect. All right. So, some some news items to touch on, and I'll and I'll kind of hit these pretty quickly. Well, actually, no. Before we do, that, uh, Danny. Yes, sir. Obviously, Jeremy and I have been playing Last of Us. What have you been playing, man? What's been on your playlist? Oh, why do you do this to me? It just it hasn't changed. It's Death Stranding. I'm still playing it. I'm trying. You, you took me up on that bet, and I want to win that bet, especially how much I praise the f- stupid thing. So, trying to get yeah. the platinum. Yeah, my first actually. I've, as long as I've owned Sony consoles, I've never platinum a game. So I love how different we are. Where I will basically do anything, everything in my power to get the platinum and. <laughs> You're just like, nah, I'm just going to play this game like five times because I love it, but I'm not going to be bothered with the trophies. That's what I love about games. You can play them so many different... They're just what you what you want out of them, you know? It's just yeah. something better. All right, cool. Well, you get it. We'll, we'll have more to discuss, I think, when, when, when I start to get in there, too, and we can, you know, have some nice discussions about, about Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. So, um... Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be good. After Last of Us is done, that'll be the next one that I that I jump into. Um, so a couple Jeremy. of these real quick that I want to that I want to hit. Um, obviously, last episode we talked about the PlayStation Five reveal and and you know all the games and there were some questions we had about uh, some of the games that that had released uh, specifically or that were announced specifically Spider Man Miles Morales. That game has had a very interesting week where a Sony executive came out and made it sound like it was an expansion to like a, the PlayStation five version of Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. then they, you know, it was very, so led to even more confusion. Basically insomniac came out and said, it's a standalone game, um, akin to uncharted lost legacy. So a spinoff, not a, not a full blown sequel, but a, a side story, which is kind of what we were thinking anyway, probably going to be in the 15 to 20 hour range, I would think, for story content. So we know for sure now that that 
is a standalone title that is definitely coming holiday 2020. So that's good. I was hoping that was not going to be, you know, a, a, a DLC an expansion for, or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Nobody wants that, right? I mean, nah. We want we want it made for the generation. Yeah. Um, EA had their event on Thursday. Uh, EA Play. Kind of underwhelming. I'm I'm not even sure why they even had an event. To be honest, there was not a lot there. They announced a couple of games, um, but the big the big crown jewel. I mean, well, obviously they announced Skate Four, which is which is huge. I know a lot of people that love Skate. Yes, yes, I am excited for yeah. a new Skate. That was like their big. That was like their big. You know, wait, there's one more. But um, I think the the centerpiece for the show was gameplay for Star Wars Squadrons. And uh, that was originally, you know, Project Maverick. Uh, it's coming out October 2nd, 2020 for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, EA Motive is the developer. Uh, five on five multiplayer and a single player campaign where you can play as an Imperial pilot or a Rebel pilot. Um, there sounds like you're probably going to end up having to play both both sides of that. You, yeah, um, they said you're going to be going through uh, both stories and you'll be switching back and forth to see different story ports points from different perspectives yeah sounds sounds awesome no microtransactions i love how that's got to be a thing now with ea they have to announce there's no microtransactions Uh, full vr support too full vr support full vr and full um uh joystick support yeah and did you hear that they're gonna there's a special edition that's gonna come with either a rebel or an imperial bucket for your puke if you play in vr oh that's awesome really (laughs) no no that's a really bad joke because I can't imagine playing that game in VR and, and the like they're doing some really like high level stuff in, in, in you know, in the cockpit because the whole thing is cockpit view. You can't change out of the cockpit view. So I can't oh, really? imagine that feeling good on the stomach after an hour or two. Of you get video. motion sickness like that. I don't. But I know a lot of people that do. So, oh, man. yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm good with it. But but some people do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I. I loved the trailer. I thought the the gameplay looked pretty good. You know, nothing nothing crazy, but those are always fun games. And being able to jump on, like, there's fleet battles um, where you know you you start in a dogfight and then you got to take out uh, you know the next level of ships and then the and then the the, the capital ship at the end. Like, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool, kind of like Star Wars Battlefront, but in space. And those are always those are always great games. Like for a lot, you know, having a lot of um, a lot of players, in, you know, in each match. So I mean, did, Jeremy, did I know they say how many like, players? I don't think they said yet. I know I'm that you pretty sure it's just five versus five. Well, five but five. on the the fleet battles, I think are more than that. No. Oh, maybe we'll see. I I kind of took that. I took fleet battles to not be like more than 10 players i took that to mean there's gonna be like ai in there that's possible that's that's possible. that's kind of what i thought that they were they were getting at because you saw a lot of you saw a lot more than just five fighters flying around there um and just judging by the way that they're talking about squadrons i don't i don't see this being a battle royale situation where you'll have multiple teams yeah. um i kind of just took it to be that there's going to be ai uh, AI fighters and, and craft like that. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, and it's forty I, bucks I, when it comes out. Yeah, right? yeah, yep, yep, forty bucks. 
Yep. So it's not going to be, you know, a full blow. It's just more, I think the focus is going to be multiplayer on this. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be a good game right before next gen launches, because um, that kind of goes into the next piece, which is there's going to be a little bit of a lull here in September and October because cyberpunk 2077 was just delayed from September 17th to November 19th. Very specific date, November 19th. I wonder if there's a system coming out that day. Hmm. Hmm. Um, CD, CD Projekt Red. Do you think of any refrigerators that are releasing in November? The Yeah, the black one. Yeah. <laughs> With the green plastic. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's a light, but it's just green plastic. It's not a light. It's not a light up there. It'd be cool if it was a light, but it's not. It's green plastic. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. So, um, CD Projekt Red, here's the statement. Um, we have decided to move the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 from September 17th to November 19th. Those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it. At the same time, we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust, and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite we think it's the right decision for the game, we'd still like to apologize for making you wait longer. Our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come. In the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. At the time we are writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished, both content and gameplay-wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an so abundance bad. of content and com uh, and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a number of things, a huge number of things to iron out, and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. Now, here's the best part of this statement. This week, journalists from all over the world are starting to independently play the game. We are eager and quite stressed to hear your opinion, their opinions as well as their reactions when they publish their previews right after we air Night City Wire on the 25th of June. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch. Now, I thought in this statement, and I must have been mistaken, but I thought in the statement they also at the end talked about the fact that it's going to be um, backwards compatible and, and, and cross-gen. But later on, CD Projekt Red came out and said we, they already announced it for the Xbox uh, series x where it's going to be smart delivery where you buy it for the xbox one you'll get it for the xbox series x they also announced that for playstation so if you buy this game on playstation 4 you'll get it on playstation 5 and then in 2021 they're going to be releasing a fuller upgraded you know different texture packs kind of thing for the true next gen so it'll run better on next gen as it currently is but then they're going to basically come out with like the definitive assets and everything to really take advantage of next gen in 2021. So I think that's all awesome. Take the time, delay and get it right. Yeah. Agreed. I think two months, you know, two months isn't that much of a, of a delay, you know, and I'm pretty sure you hit the nail on the head that they, that they're really delaying it to, to put a big push towards um, Xbox series X release. Yeah, I, th I have a feeling that the Series X is coming coming that weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if both these guys just end up launching the same weekend. I just have a feeling that with all the one-upsmanships going on right now and the 
the non-pricing and everything, I just feel like somebody's going to release the date, like, like have their date doesn't announce first. The other like, okay, you know, no, same, same day. Yep. That's, that's the day. Yep. November. Yep. What was it? Nin- yeah. 19th. Yeah. Yeah. That will be out. We'll be out then. I definitely think this is going to be, um, a next gen launch title, if you will. Like, like, and I, if I'm Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm so pissed right now. <laughs> Yeah, because, I feel so bad for them. I mean, it's going to be a very different do. world, which is good, but they're two huge games, and Valhalla was going to really get that like that boost from basically being, you know, the 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 half step, you know, where you're going to play the basically the current gen game on the next gen systems and get a few extra bells and whistles. Now that looks like that's going to be um, Cyberpunk's world, and. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm I'm okay with it. Don't don't rush it. Don't rush it. Um, I want to just cover one one more thing, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Jay, for for uh, the other announcement. But um, Little Devil Inside was a game we talked about uh, during the PlayStation Five um, reveal, and we were very impressed with the way it looked, and 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 we were you know very curious about how it was going to play. They had to do a little bit of maneuvering in the PR world this week because. Um, they got some heat for racist designs for the the I guess the tribal enemies, um, and I guess I guess the dreadlocks they had they had you know bigger lips, darker skin tone, and the dart blower looked like a joint, and so <laughs> people did not like that. So um, in a very transparent apology, um, NeoStream. Uh, said we were not aware of the stereotypical connotations and wish to apologize to anyone who may have been offended by the character design. According to the developers, their design intention was to create characters who are protectors, guardians of a particular mystic region in the world of Little Devil Inside. And uh, NeoStream added that they do, did not reference any African and or Afro-American human tribes while creating it, and they're going to basically change the the design completely. So or I guess in a big enough way where it's not going to, you know, you won't have to worry about that. So, I mean, Hey, this is the world we live in right now. Um, I think that was a smart decision for them to, to do that. And, um, you know, I think that was a, a good thing that they got right in front of that and didn't try to double down with, well, this is our vision kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's that terrible of a thing for them to change. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I guess now probably the most exciting news that came out of left field jeremy the floor is yours so on june 17th to celebrate the launch of the first um uh expansion pack for pokemon sword and pokemon shield nintendo and pokemon company put out a pokemon presents video um in it they featured a few uh uh, little things one of them which is a um uh, um, AR game that helps kids brush their teeth by turning them into Pokemon, which <laughs> is okay. Um, they also uh, hinted that Mega Evolution is coming to Pokemon Go. Uh, they gave a little bit more details and, and a little video for um, the Isle of Armor, which is the DLC that I'm hopefully going to be diving into after uh, I finish Last of Us. And the big thing that they announced that literally has come out of nowhere that people have been asking for, especially since uh, the Wii U was revealed, uh, a new Pokemon Snap game 
developed by Bandai Namco. And there's no release date on it. It was it was just a, a two and a half minute long uh, video that showed just gorgeous, gorgeous worlds, um, uh, beachfronts, jungles. It was absolutely stunning environments. Pokemon looked awesome. Um, everything that was in the original Pokemon Snap looked to to carry over. So you're tossing apples or or some type of fruit to attract Pokemon. Um, I didn't, I don't remember if there was a gas ball in there, like the original game had, but yeah, it looks like you're, 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 you're back in your, uh, in your pod trying to catch amazing shots of Pokemon. And I am so excited for this game. So excited for this game. Oh yeah. Uh, like I, I was hoping, I was hoping to just get a Pokemon snap, uh, virtual console release on the Wii U. And that never happened. And there, there has been just there, there's a solid decade long uh, of worth of statements of yeah, maybe one day, you know, that was a different time. But you know, I think I think the first game came out in what 1998 in the states or 99 maybe in the states and 90, in 98 in Japan. But uh, like, just a great game. I can't wait to play that. Just relax and and enjoy taking pictures of Pokemon. Uh, and this just further, <laughs> this just furthers my own internal monologue that Game Freak needs to get the hell away from developing Pokemon games. But that's just me. Uh, Danny, what are your thoughts on the matter? Um, I am super excited. I thoroughly enjoyed that game as a child. Um, but I do like, I guess this is my own headcanon, but I do like this prospect that this does maybe in the... Um, animation department and as far as how they design their environments because it does look beautiful and sword and shield had every right to be just as beautiful as these games did or as uh, as this game looks rather and um i just hopefully that opens the door to switching things up for the next generation um i want to see the new locales all the different pokemon yeah seeing seeing a lot of the the newer gen Pokemon yeah. in, in that they just, just absolutely beautiful 3d models, you know, just, just really Swimming around mm-hmm. dancing, yep. flying together. Like, I mean, this is going to yeah. be such a chill game. Like this is yeah. going to be such a great game to play while you're laying in bed. Like yeah. just, and like, you know, you're like, all right, I need to like, just turn my brain off for like the next 20, 25 minutes. Like, what better than like just being on rails, trying to throw apples into bushes and and take pictures? Like it's just oh, a Blastoise. Yeah, yeah, it's just so fun. Like I really, I could not believe that it's. It seems like such a slam dunk for them. This is such a loved. This was a good like choice. like sub yeah. yeah like it's such a such a loved sector in the Pokemon world, and it's like how have you only ever done one of these games? I know I missed and, the Pokemon Stadium games too, guys. Yeah. But at least, like, you could, okay, so you could alternate and say, like, you know, Stadium, Snap, whatever, like, they, like, but, like, even, even if you did that, like, at some point you would have had another sequel, like, 10 years ago for Snap. Like, the the fact that they've slept on this for how long, when was the, when was the last game out? Like, was it, like, like 17 years years ago or something like that? More than that, 22 years ago, I believe. Really? Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah, this is, this is the perfect game. 
for the Switch. This game is going to do, I think, similar, maybe maybe not Animal Crossing numbers, but it's going to come pretty close, I think. Yeah, 1999, so 21 years. Jeez. Yeah. Smart move by Nintendo to, to, I mean, I know that wasn't like a Nintendo Direct or anything, but like, that's a that's a great game to have on the horizon for sure. For yeah. sure. So that it is something that has been direly asked for by by the community. Um, and oh, especially during the Wii U. But I'm I'm better late than never. Yeah. And you know, Danny, you you were you were saying Pokemon Stadium. Um, and I think it was it was after right after the Gen Six uh, games dropped X and Y that they basically said the novelty of Pokemon Stadium was you get to see the Pokemon in 3D on the big screen, and now that you have 3D models in the base games, the novelty of Pokemon Stadium is gone. No, uh, those mini I, games. Yeah, I, I kind of yep. I think that's that's the part that they're missing. And I think, like, you don't even need to make a battle component to a Pokemon Stadium. Just make it a Mario Party, but with Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, God, those men, like, Mr. Look at, like, look at some sushi. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss those games. But imagine, imagine if they could incorporate that into the next, hmm. Like, you can get candies and stuff from it or, or gamble on them or something. You know, like, you can... Put some stakes in there, but because those games are just so much fun on their own. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Such a surprise too. Like, just I love that. I love when stuff that like there's been zero zero rumblings about a new Pokemon Snap game that I've seen. Um, yeah. And so came, when it that's so much, the- that's why yeah that's why I love I love when things don't get spoiled and it's just like boom here it is you know that they have that's a time so frame or a release date on it nope nope. I'm, no, I I'm think they just needed Christmas to. next year. Yeah, next year. I think they just. I think honestly, they needed stuff out and mentioned for the Switch because besides besides the the Paper Mario Origami King game that that was just recently announced and that wasn't a secret either. Everybody knew that a new Paper Mario game was coming. Like they really have not announced anything. So now you know you basically have had Pokemon DLC. Paper Mario, and now Pokemon Snap. Like those are like the next wave, and and they'll. I'm sure there's other things, but I mean Nintendo's got to say something soon about what their lineup looks like, and we'll talk about the Origami King as we get closer to it, you know, because I'm I'm pretty excited about that. But um, you know, there's just not a whole lot else that is really out there right now. Not yet, not yet. Give it. I'm, I'm sure they'll come out and announce something crazy for this year. Oh, there was rumblings about a Super Metroid remake akin to uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS. Yeah, I'd love that. I would absolutely. Oh my love god, that. you have no idea, dude. Yeah, cause Samus Returns was phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, I can imagine. Loved that game. That was great. That was the. That was pretty much like the the the, the last like 3d like good use of 3d on the 3ds like that had a good had good depth and everything like that was a that was a good use of that of that mechanic so mm-hmm. um, or that feature i should say so all right well jeremy um since you did such a great job with i guess it's called new pokemon snap is that like the name it's, yep it's literally called new pokemon snap new right new pokemon snap so since you did such a great job with that why don't you carry us through to the last segment which is a uh, What's on the horizon? So, 
for On the Horizon this week, uh, we're going to cover something a little different. It's not a game about to come out. It's actually a Kickstarter for a game called Dinosaur Fossil Hunter, where, uh, so the Kickstarter ends June 28th, and that's why we wanted to cover it now. So they've already hit their goal, so it's definitely going to be made. Um, this game looks like so much fun. Uh, it's, it's a PC release. You go out and you're going to be hunting for dinosaur fossils. So you're going to be digging them up. Basically, if, if you remember the beginning of Jurassic Park, after the Velociraptor kills, you know, kill, kills the, the staff worker and they're out in the fields in Montana digging up dinosaur fossils, you know, complete with brushes and everything to, 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 to find the skeletons. You dig them up. You get to create your own dinosaur museum from what you have dug up. So you're posing them. You take pictures of them. And it just looks like a fun little sim uh, that I, like, for me, it just it looks like a heck of a lot of fun and reminded me of a, of a certain moment from another game that I was playing not too long ago uh, and, and really just, just clicked with me. So I, I'm probably going to be backing this game uh, and, and look forward to playing it when it gets released. I mean, it sounds, sounds awesome. Like, again, yeah. another one of those, like, you know, well, you can't really, I mean, I guess if you're playing it on a laptop, you can lay in bed and play it. But another, like, very chill, just, like, zone out, you know, take some nice soft brushes, brush away. The way yeah. Alan Grant brushes away that sand at the beginning of that mo- of Jurassic Park, just just perfect. Just not too hard, not too soft. They have they like right down to like for preparing the, the fossils. So like you'll you'll have you'll have the, the pieces on the floor and you have to construct them together into into the arm or the leg and then construct that together. And like like they you are actually there preparing all the pieces and stuff. It just it, like I said, it just looks like a fun little moment. You get to create the dioramas that, that are there, right down to like the shrubbery that you're putting in there with the pose that the the, the, the the dinosaurs are going to take you know it just it just looks like so much fun um the estimated delivery is i believe december of this year so you know fingers crossed could be a, a, a nice fun christmas game assuming they don't hit any any kind of delays and as long as christmas isn't canceled this year because it is 2020 oh, oh, God. no don't do this <laughs> yeah Dece- december 31st 12 59 p.m and instead of rolling over it's gonna be 12 12- 1261 i'm t- i'm taking nothing nothing for granted this year nothing so it's a strange well, time that's a good one you know look because it's kind of like the man eater thing too like we're trying to use on the horizon for m- more games that you know you may not know about or that seem kind of interesting i mean so i think that's a i think that was a great find for this week jeremy and and i yeah it's not coming out very soon but the kickstarter is ending so i think it's yeah. perfect perfect to, to get it in this week i can't wait to see your dioramas jeremy i'm i'm oh my god i'm, I'm so giddy about this yeah you gotta make the ankylosaurus the uh that one in the dimetrodon i would love to see an ankylosaurus dimetrodon fight How do you add that? they're both I mean, like low tanky guys you know but i think the ankylosaurus has like enough armor I, yeah to, that's not even a fight the ankylosaurus would just destroy it no man the dimetrodon is actually a pretty nasty like he's kind of like a land alligator with well yeah but but the, the ankylosaurus is, is is far taller the metrodon's too close to the ground it doesn't have the speed 
that like like all all he needs to do is just one hammer smash of the tail to his head. Demetrodon's dead. I guess so. Yeah, I guess Ankylosaurus is more you know. I've studied this, Damon. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. He's well, ready. Okay. The second we get into serious dinosaur talk, that's when you know that we've gone on too long. So I mean, this is this was a you know I think a good roundup. We had a lot of news to kind of get to and some clarifications and and, and things like that. So um, you know, again, uh, we we certainly appreciate uh, you guys listening, and we you know we would love if you could review us on iTunes. We are on Spotify, we're on Anchor.fm, we're on Breaker, we're on, I think we've got like seven seven or eight feeds now out there. So pretty much anything, wherever you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find us now. Please, please, please find us on Facebook and join the Facebook group. We're always posting news up there. We'd love to, love to have some conversations, um, you know, on, on Facebook with you and, you uh, you know, we'd love to we'd love to play uh, play some games with you too. So um, for me, if you want my my PSN name is Kaiju underscore Blue thirteen. Um, Danny, mine is Danny K Kilo Tango Alpha KTA. And Jeremy, my my PSN tag is Iron Arc Trooper. There you go. So you can find us on there. You can find me on Twitter at KaijuBlue13. Um, Jeremy, you're on Instagram, BaldLumberjack118. And Danny's 23.average. So, yeah, hit us up. We'd love to uh, talk games with you guys. And, um, you know, again, thanks for thanks for sticking around this week and letting us ramble. And, uh, again, for, for Danny and Jeremy, I'm Damon asking – would you kindly tune in next week? And uh, until then, we'll, uh, we'll wait. Hang on. Somebody's somebody's at the door. Let me just go check who that is real quick. Oh, God. Oh, God. Guys. Damon. It's Karen. Guys, I got to go. I got to go. Is it Karen? Not Karen.